1: Welcome to this week's Failed Critics Podcast. I'm Steve Norman, I'm joined by Andrew Brooker. Hello. Paul Field. Good evening. And Owen Hughes for this TV special edition of the Failed Critics Podcast, where we're going to have a more television-centric view on things this week. Obviously, there'll be some uh, film reviews in the new release section, um, but yes, it's going to be mostly focused on television And to start us off, we will have a quiz. I won last week, um, more Owen lost, more than anything else. (laughs) And I made him watch a a film that has been getting such positive chat on this podcast recently. The FIFA-made film about FIFA, United Passions,
0: starring Tim Roth as Seth Blatter. Owen? Well... (laughs) There isn't really a lot for me to say about it now because it has been sort of talked about. Was it four podcasts in a row? Is that what yes. we worked it out as?
2: <laughs> so You've given it more airtime than anybody else ever.
0: <laughs> exactly. There are um... films
3: that have got picked up like twelve Oscars that have had less airtime than United Passions.
0: <laughs> well, that's just that's just how we unfortunately apparently seem to roll. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hated it as as expected really it's everything paul said it was which is completely and utterly anti-english all the way through not even disguised as being a bit like not really liking the english it's full on every english person is a racist horrible prejudiced git and you know i'm not the most patriotic person in the world ever i only really care about england when it comes to stuff like uh Football, for example, or the Olympics or whatever. But just bloody hell, it was offensive. I found it really offensive. Uh, and the first thing I thought was it's probably how, like, Eastern Europeans feel feel whenever they see a Taken film. We're just <laughs> the horrible foreigners. That's what we're portrayed as through United Passions. The horrible foreigners who don't want anyone else to have football. It's our football. It's not your football. I mean, in five minutes into United Passions, it's just... Abhorrent. That's the only word I could I can think to describe it. It's abhorrent. It's scummy. It's really unbelievably shit. It's just so badly written. <laughs> I mean, th- there is nothing in it at all that's any. I can I cannot believe the people that are in it. I just can't get my head around someone like Tim Roth being in this film and playing Seth Blatter. But did you laugh through it? No. Oh really? Oh, I did. I groaned through like ninety nine percent of it, and the other bit I rolled my eyes at. It's just.
1: <clears throat> do you think? Do you think Tim Roth in an interview for Why Dad That Didn't Has Done This is, is like Krusty the Clown, where it's well, let's just say it moved me
2: to
0: open a bigger <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, I think it's exactly that. It's like Michael Caine being in Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, you know. But I saw that at the cinema. You didn't. I did. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't watch United Passions in the cinema, and as I said, I wouldn't pay for it. So, thank you very much, Paul, for rescuing me in a way and sending this across to me. Um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Paul. <laughs>
3: Anytime I, may... I, I, he, he sounded like he was struggling, and I thought I'd better
0: step in, he needs to see this. Yeah, friends in need, and all that, absolutely. Mm. Mm. But it was, it was horrendous. The only bit I liked in it was at the end when they were showing clips from various football games in the World Cup in the closing (laughs) credits. That's the only bit of it that I enjoyed.
3: Is it your worst film of the year so far?
0: One of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Not even because I hated the fact that it seems to hate on English people, or the fact that it's, you know, about the most corrupt company in the world who are portraying themselves as these bastions of everything to do with integrity. It's just that it's so horribly written and filmed. It's not like a it's not like a real film. It does not feel like a real movie.
1: So if you had to watch one of these again, would you watch this or Kill
3: Keith?
0: Kill Keith about ten times in a row. Probably. Yeah. Do you know I've never
3: seen Kill Keith? <laughs> you should It's
0: a masterpiece by comparison. Like, not even in terms of like the fact that it's not a propaganda film, but the fact that <laughs> even just production values on Kill Keith are better than United Passions Paul please watch Kill Keith before you come on the podcast <laughs> we will do sir yeah you'll thank him for that I'm sure mm. anyway anyway, On
1: onto on to the quiz Owen's done a special TV themed quiz I think
0: I've tried to we will see how well it works I'm going to guess not particularly well Um, but we'll give it a go we'll try something different uh, basically, what I wanted to do was, I'm going to read out a description of a character, right, and then it'll be up to you guys in turns to pick a number, one to ten, and I will play a clip. And if the clip matches the description, you get a point. Does that make sense? What? So no. you, this is basically a lottery,
2: not a quiz. It's, it's, it's more like bingo.
0: Yeah, I exactly. does this mean I've got a chance of winning? Yes, yes, <laughs> it's fair. You don't need it's... any knowledge, really, for this. Explain it one more time. So I've got a description, right? So the first one here, right? Edmund Blackadder insults Percy's brooch made of purest green. Right, now, Steve, give me a number one to ten. Nine.
3: You can shout out as many jobs as you like, Ross. You're never going to bloody get
0: one, you worthless dull scum. There you go. That was wrong. That's incorrect. What the fuck? So, but if you recognise the the clip... If you recognise the clip... If you recognise the clip, it'll help you later on. So, like, when you get to find out what that's from, you'll remember that that was number nine, and then you'll say number nine. Christ, I've
2: So we're basically playing memory... Yes, I want one in pairs. Card games, just we can't see the fucking cards.
0: Yeah, I've I've watched
3: three, two, one—the Dusty Bin Show with Ted Rogers—and <laughs> that had the most convoluted, complicated quiz questions in the history of television, and I was kind
0: of on board with that. You'll get this as we do it; it will make sense, all right. I'm, I promise you, it will make sense. Okay, is everyone on board? Everyone yes, in for this, right? Yeah. OK, great. So, um, well, we'll just assume, Steve, that was your first guess. You guessed number nine <laughs> for the first quote. So I'm going to read It'll it again.
2: That was your first
0: go. <laughs> yeah, that was your first go. So, Brooker and Paul, OK, between you, you can work out who goes, whether you want to take it in turns or, or whatever. Um, but you're basically going to be on the same team for this. So the quote is, Edmund Blackadder insults Percy's brooch made of purest green. They give me a number 1 to 10. Ooh, what but do you reckon, But not 9. But not 9. Hmm. I should,
2: Ooh,
3: we, should we go for 3?
2: Yeah. All my years of experience in this kind of thing, hmm. yeah, go for 3.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> number 3. OK. I said, fuck you and your eyebrows! <laughs> That's, that was correct, surely? That wasn't it, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, Steve, you get to have another go. Oh, good. Yeah, Edmund Blackadder insults Percy's brooch made of purest green. And it's not nice, and it's not
1: three. Five.
0: Five. Five.
1: You look like a fucking ball sack. Ugly, look
4: at your stupid, cunt face. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow. Show us
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Between Steve's enthusiasm and the swearing, I'm going to lose it in a minute. Okay, I'll give you a hint as well. These are all pretty much insults. All the quotes I've got are just insults. So there you go. Oh shit!
3: You've got me and Brooker on the show, and you've brought in outside insults.
0: Yes, I have, yes.
2: So, clearly, mate, we're not doing a good enough job.
0: Clearly Paul and not. Brooker, you get another go to guess which quote is Edmund Blackadder insulting Percy's brooch.
2: I don't know. What do you reckon, mate?
0: Well, you've got I... you've got you've got no
1: reason to base this on. Just pick a number. <laughs> <laughs> there's no point going oh, What do you think? What do you think, mate? Number oh. one. Number four.
3: The eyes are open, the mouth moves, but Mr. Brain has long since departed, hasn't he?
0: Hooray! The first point goes to Brooker and Paul. What? That was correct. <laughs> point. A point. Yeah. Did you, you get don't it? Win. You won a point. Now there's ten of these. We're be all fucking night. You won't be here all night. We'll get through it quite quickly because we'll still cross them off. I you
3: see Owen sweating right now.
0: I'm fine. We're going to do this. So now you know number four is gone. So it's any number but number four. Okay? So, Steve, you get to go second. This is Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it. He's asked to stop swearing so much. So, number one from ten. One. You massive, gay, shit! Fuck off! Yay! That was Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it. So you get Sir. a point.
1: I've got,
0: I've got a point. You've got a point. You've, both teams have got a point. So there we go. Are we getting the idea of the game now? Yes. Now yeah.
3: remember what's gone before.
0: You've got to remember what's gone before. Exactly.
3: So you've purposely done a memory game with the person with the <laughs> worst memory
1: ever. You are the oldest one and close to... <laughs> yeah. You told me
3: I was 22 earlier, cheeky. You said you looked 22. You didn't <laughs> say you were
1: 22.
0: <laughs> OK, OK. So, uh, Brooker and Paul. In Father Ted, Father Jack is perplexed by some white rabbits in front of him. And it's not number four and it's not number one. Yeah, we... Uh, uh... Giving
3: him too many clues there.
0: OK, so <laughs> let's go eight. Number eight... No! 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 St-
2: no! Stop getting Bond wrong.
0: There you go. That was wrong. So, Steve, you'll go again. Yeah. Yeah. Same quote. Father Ted and it's Father Jack perplexed by some white rabbits that are in front of him. Seven. Seven. I never want to see
2: or hear from that
0: scum sucking lion weasel minded smegger in my
2: entire life.
3: No, it's not that one. Is that Matt Lamborn?
0: <laughs> same <laughs> did like him. Uh, Brooker, Paul, your turn again Two Mont, Number two you been, have, Are you keeping notes, Brooker?
2: I
3: am Good lad, because hey, okay. I haven't
2: um, She says to be wearing a white chiffon scarf To help me spot her So, um, oh for fuck <laughs> So it's
0: not that one Steve I will mention that I'm keeping
2: notes on the ones I recognise Fuck knows what that was.
0: <laughs> that was That was twat
3: face
2: That's Helpful
3: Yep. Send your face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, it's Father Jack, perplexed by some rabbits. It's not four and it's not one. Three. I said, fuck
3: you! And your eyebrows!
0: It's not that one, either.
3: Booker, Paul. Well, I'm guessing, have we done... Brooker, have you kept notes? Kind of. Know, is it ten?
2: We haven't done ten
3: yet.
2: i I'm a neurotic nerd
3: who likes to sleep with little girls.
2: So it's
0: not that one either. That
3: was Matt Lamborn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Steve, your go again. Uh, six. <laughs> six? Be six? Hairy Japanese bastards! Yes, that was it. Congratulations. you have got that one as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's four, one and six gone. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Book up, Paul, it's Alan Partridge is annoyed at his friend's discussion about this boy who loved me. Oh, we've heard this one. Yeah. Was it mm. nine? Number nine. You can exactly.
3: shout out as many jobs as you like, Ross. You're never Fuck. gonna bloody get one, you worthless dull scum. <laughs> well, I said, was it nine?
0: <laughs> oh, well, too late. <laughs> Steve, you'll go. Number eight. Number eight? No, 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 st- no stop getting Bond wrong! Hooray.
1: Oh, I've got three now. You have. I'm flying.
0: <laughs> so, that's a lesson in it, because there's only six possible options for the rest of them. Okay? So, up, Paul, your turn. Pauline from the Job Centre in the League of Gentlemen reacts badly to Ross's occupation suggestions.
3: I've never seen it. I have no idea.
0: Was
2: that you number, might ten? Have... number 10. I'm a neurotic nerd oh, not nice. right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's no, not. no. <laughs> okay,
1: Steve, your turn. Is it? it number, from... Is it number nine? Number nine.
3: You can shout out as many jobs as you like, Ross. You're never gonna bloody get one. You worthless dull
0: scum Hooray! Steve has another point. So you're running away with this at the minute. Okay. If I get,
1: if I get one more, then I've won, haven't I? Overall, they can't beat me. No, because then you'll have five. So it will be two more to win. Yeah, basically. So you know, I'll have five, but they'll have one, and there's only four left.
0: Yeah, but and they can we, get all those four. We might get all They're, four.
2: They they won't. We won't.
0: You reckon?
3: It's it's a memory quiz. I don't think you need to be sweating too much, Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brooker, Paul. David Brent in the office goes on a blind date, but is visibly disappointed with who turns up. Uh
3: did you write this down, Brooker?
2: Uh, have we heard this one?
0: Yet? Yeah, it
3: was the one you said I didn't know who it was, and I said it was Twatface.
2: Two. Two? Um, she said she was we wearing a white
0: chiffon scarf to help me spot her. So, um... oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, there you go. Congratulations, you have another point. There you go, Steve. It's not all over yet.
2: You don't want to see what I've written down for these notes. <laughs> Does
0: one of them say Twatface?
2: Yes. <laughs> one of them just says cun. <laughs> I don't know um, what I mean by that anymore.
0: <laughs> Probably aimed at me after this quiz. <laughs> um, Steve, your turn. Uh, in The Simpsons, McBain does an impression of Woody Allen. Ten. Ten. I'm Ten. a neurotic
2: nerd who likes to sleep with little girls.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's five for you. There you go. So, not much left to play for. Is it? There's nothing left to play for, is there? Well, you've got five and they've got two and there's three left. Exactly. Yeah, there's so they could get them. way we win this. Yes, but. but
3: mathematically, Steve would have to be retarded not to win.
0: Steve well, would have to
2: guess one that has already been answered, so...
3: <laughs> With one left. OK.
0: So, Booker, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After hearing the Munchkin song in Red Dwarf, Lister gets over his grief for Rimmer. Seven. Seven.
2: I never want to see or hear from that scum sucking lion, weasel-minded smegger in my entire life.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, there you go. Okay, Steve, <laughs> it would take a monumental effort to fuck this up now. But in Game of Thrones, Carl Tanner, north of the wall, insults a fellow member of the Night's Watch. I can't even remember
1: what numbers
2: we've had done so far. Excellent. Oh, um, that's all right. It's number one, mate. Six. <laughs>
0: six? Hairy Japanese bastards! <laughs> oh. <laughs> sounds like I don't know why I'm laughing throws. because I don't <laughs> know either. So,
2: it's number five. Number five. You look like a fucking ball sack. Okay, look at your stupid cunt face.
0: Yeah, there you go. A
2: reference, that's the one I had marked down as cunt.
0: And we <laughs> get the next question. So that's it. So there's only one question and left. And Steve's managed to Steve, fuck this up. Has, Steve well, gets
2: the next question and has to remember which no, number No, we get the next question.
0: Three. No, Steve gets it. Oh, and Steve okay. has to remember what number it is. So, in Breaking Bad, Walter White quits the car <clears> wash <throat> business.
1: That is number
3: Four? Four? The eyes are open, the mouth
0: moves, but
3: Mister Brain has long since departed, hasn't he? No. Number three.
0: Number three. I said, "Fuck you and your eyebrows." Yes, so it is tied. Steve, according to Paul's logic, you are retarded.
1: (laughs) I I stopped caring, mate.
0: (laughs) Who's Steve? (laughs) It's like I look in the window. So it's 5 all, which means there's a tie-break. There's Can only you... ten numbers. I've not got any extra notes, dude. You haven't got any extra notes, but it's up to the first one to tell me which theme tune this TV show is from that's played backwards. Okay? It's in reverse. It's quite obvious.
1: We, but, know, what but... means, <laughs> we know what
0: backwards means, Aaron. backwards I just thought, you know, after your retarded attempts at that, I thought they'd explain it. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, first one to guess it, obviously, gets the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: is it the
0: banana splits? It's not the banana splits. we start it again. It only falls in horses. Only falls in horses. It is. Well done, Paul. Bloody hell.
3: <laughs> That's the best time I've ever got a question right. My suggestion was better, though. <laughs> True. Can Steve have the point?
0: No. no. So, <laughs> well done. You've won that quiz. It took all night, but we got there. It's done. And if you want to hear the full unedited version of that quiz, <laughs> God help you.
3: <laughs>
0: oh man, there you go. I thought it would try some. We'll try something different.
3: I no, don't you know what work. it was. At... Even. <laughs> It was shambolically brilliant.
0: It was shambolic, as, as we'd hoped for.
1: Moving on, swiftly. We've, we have prepared some questions for everyone, centred around television, as this is the TV special 2.5 or something. Um, mm-hmm. There's some reasoning for that, but it doesn't matter. It's a TV special. We've got some questions based around TV. And the first one of these is, for all of us to answer... Because they're getting a lot of stick lately, and with a new series of unbelievably popular, what the week starting? What's your favourite panel show of all time, Owen? I'd like you to start us off here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favourite is probably Shooting Stars. I I, really...
1: I've never got it. I've never, I've never got that the humour of them too.
0: It's Me just, I don't it's get it. just stupid humour, and it just sort of. Perhaps because yeah, I'm quite the one stupid.
2: With this dude walking around dressed like a baby.
0: George Dawes, yeah, played that's by Matt Lucas. Yeah. And then in the latter series, they had Angelos Epithemu. Were
2: otherwise. you a student
3: when this was shown?
0: Uh, no. I don't think I've ever been a student post school. I didn't go to university. It's probably why I'm, I find it quite funny, because it's stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> I just like Vic and Bob. I just like their humour. Um,. I like the fact that they take the piss out of the audio. Uh, the, the, the other members of the panel. Sometimes they get people on it who just don't really understand what the show is. Or they did it in the earlier series. just had no idea what kind of panel show they were on, and it turns out not a serious one at all. Um, I like George Doors. I thought some of the songs he did were just brilliant. I liked Angelos Epithumio in the, the latter series. Um, yeah, I just love it. It's probably my favourite, and it's just sort of my kind of humour, really. Is it,
3: but is it not just saying random stuff? It just seems there's yeah. no skill involved in saying random stuff.
2: I well, to think about the irony of saying that mm. after the quiz we've just had.
0: True. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that required a lot of skill. <laughs> Not really. But yeah, so Shooting Stars is probably mine, and, you know, I don't really care if other people don't like it. I love it.
1: I didn't need to get so defensive about it. But, <laughs> but, um, anyway. Uh, my favourite panel show of all time is the best one because it's a proper quiz. It's not a scripted one where they're allowed to think up funny answers first and bring them, and they're all set up for them. It's question of sport.
3: Nice.
1: And See, I've talking, never
0: got that either. That's, I'm not, that is just a scripted quiz show. It's not scripted. Yeah.
1: It might Pretty. be now where it's an absolute farce, <laughs> and it's just a poor man's, um, yeah. they think it's all over. Back when it was but, Bill Beaumont, yeah. it was awesome. Back when it was a proper quiz show without that idiot Phil Tufnell on it, I'm, I'm kind of, I think my peak of remembering it was probably when Ali McCoist and John mm-hmm. Parrott were captains. Yep. But it just seemed to be a proper quiz about sport with a bit of variety in the rounds and they all could banter with each other and it was all fun and a proper quiz as well
3: mate i'm totally on board with you and and I'll, when i get to my choice you you you'll see why the modern television is so overproduced it's just ridiculous when I mean, you, you you roll back 20 years it was actually real and decent
1: yeah the question of sport was good fun and it didn't need to be a scripted thing with comedians popping up on it And whichever reality TV star was popular at the moment. Do you know which one annoys me, though? Which panel show annoys me? It's 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Sometimes I find it funny, but not enough of them take the countdown element of it seriously. I'd much prefer it. I'd much prefer it on that if they're doing all the jokey bits, but they took the, the countdown bit seriously.
0: Do you know there's a spin off show called Countdown that you'd probably enjoy? No, cuz not as funny.
3: <laughs> but well, even I, when they do that, I have actually seen this because I watched it when they had Danny Dyer on. Oh yeah. But well, he, then, was, he was, it was good all value, script- right? Yeah, but he was all scripted because they'd obviously fed him these words that he was going to say the definition of and go and then swear afterwards. And it was like, "Oh yeah, but that isn't him. That's somebody's written that for him." And I just mm, I'm I'm out. Forget it.
1: But, I mean, I like I like the free mate. I like Jimmy Carr, John Richardson and Sean Locke.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like the humour on it, but I just want them to do the countdown bit seriously. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that's what it is. Comp- what you came here to do, you bastard. It's a competition. Take it seriously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
2: Brooker. Well, I... D- I don't watch, like, any panel shows. And I never, ever, ever have. So I kind of have a half an answer. And my favourite panel show is one particular episode of Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Now, all I know is it was in 2001, and it had Brian Harvey on it from E17. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that pre- or post-Jacket Potato? What the... Jacket Potato? But-
1: have you not heard? <laughs> There's news. Have you, have, if you not heard this, what? It's old now. It's not news anymore. It's old. It's 2001. <laughs> Either it's really old news, or it's absolutely pre-Jacket Potato. Are you telling me what? you've not heard about Brian Harvey and the Jacket Potato? Do I want to hear about Brian Harvey <laughs> and the Jacket Potato. It's not so, sexual. It sounds like a kid's... Then movie. I really don't want to hear it. He's... He somehow managed to run over his own foot with his own car. <laughs> and the story was he dropped his jacket potato out and was trying yes. to get it.
2: Yes, I heard that. Well,
3: it's
2: I'm always, not, worth, it's always worth mentioning.
3: I'm more I'm worried just... that you thought it might have been
2: sexual. I mean, imagine that <laughs> visit to casualty. Oh, imagine the burns, man. Let's,
3: Potato's oh, no. dick. Maybe,
2: maybe it had tuna in it. It was too tempting. <laughs>
0: Anyway, it really is like having Matt on the podcast.
2: Oh, what is, I'm not saying I like this particular episode, Nevermind the Buzzcocks for anything to do with his intellect at all. Far from it. But no, the only thing that and this is kind of the only reason I've chosen this episode is he introduced the phrase curling one off into my
4: vocabulary.
2: <laughs> I'd never heard it before, and he said it and mind it on this particular episode climbed up on the desk and started miming taking a shit and ever since then the phrase curling one out has been in my vocabulary that's it that's my one good panel show thing my,
1: my favourite, never mind the first Cox, is the one with Preston from New I was going to say,
0: on. yeah <laughs>
2: for, for part of it
0: part of it, yeah, because he yeah. stormed out halfway through had a is little it, strop Simon I'm still reading out quotes from Chantel's biography or something, autobiography yeah Yeah, it was funny.
3: He used to be funny that he disappeared up his own arse.
0: Simon Amstel? Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, see, I'm talking, never never mind the Buzzcocks, back when Mark Lamar was still fucking presenting it. Jesus.
0: I can remember watching it with, uh, was it Sean Hughes, who used to be the captain before Bill Bailey?
3: Yeah. 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 I've only seen a few episodes, but yeah, you know. Anyway, Paul, what's your favourite panel show of all time? Right, I'm going quite a way back before all of us were born um uh i I know to be fair it it was resurrected and, and kicked on when some of you were alive, and that's jukebox jury the fuck never heard of it, seriously, none of you have ever heard of it no, okay no.
1: you're so Pr- old, man <laughs>
3: I am it started in the fifties and it and it went all the way through to the nineties um It was a panel show where they would listen to the week's new single releases. And then either declare them a hit or a miss. And the guests they had on this show were just insane. When I watched it, and when you weren't watching it but could have done, we had like disparate panel guests of Sean Ryder and Barbara Windsor, Frank Bruno and Tony Hadley. We had Jolly Rotten on with Joan Collins. John Fashion, who on with Vic and Bob. If you go way back in time, you had Jane Mansfield, Peter Sellers, Sid James, Jar Jar Gabor, Liza Minnelli, Sean Connery. Then they had the sex offender period where they had Jimmy Savage, <laughs> Rolf Harris, Freaking murderer man. Phil Spector, and then uh, Jonathan King.
2: All on the same episode. No. It was like a club.
3: I oh, know. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the you'd have the presenter, and in, and in the 90s it was... Um, whose name I can't remember, the plinky, plonky piano bloke. He does that late night music show on BBC Two. Jules Holland. That's it. Yeah, him. And the guests would smoke, drink or be completely twatted. We watched one on YouTube the other night where you had Tony Wilson and Bernard Sumner from New Order. Some of these names
2: are just Oh, I
3: haven't got a clue. Bernard, New Order was <laughs>
2: some of to... these names are concerning me that they were allowed to make any kind of judgment on music. Yeah, so, that's some, was some, some of these names are on a register. <laughs> well, there's one, two, three, four of them. Um,
3: the thing so is, far. Uh, what you need to do, go to YouTube, type in Jukebox Jury, and just watch the absolute slating that these people give to the, to this stuff that's played to them. There was, it was not overproduced. They could say what they like. You had people drinking and smoking in the BBC studios going, ah, it's fucking rubbish. And it was absolutely brilliant. Back then, I don't think we realised quite what we had. If you fast forward now to the X Factor, can you imagine Simon Cow sticking his feet up on the desk, swinging from a bottle of whiskey, lighting up a cigarette and going, nah, that was fucking shit. Because... <laughs> That's what they were doing, and 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 to their peers as well. It was absolutely brutal, and absolutely brilliant. And it, genuinely, just go to YouTube, type it in, watch
2: watch some jukebox jury clips. I'm,
1: I'm sure we will. <laughs>
2: you won't. <laughs> <laughs> if you say that on on the notes where I scribbled out numbers from the quiz? I'm now writing jukebox jury. Good lads. I need something to do. I'll go back to work tomorrow. I need something to do during the day.
3: Right, trust me, it is. You, you cannot. Not laugh at these these people.
1: Okay, um, some excellent choices there. Um, if any of our listeners have heard of Jukebox Jury before, <laughs> please, <laughs> when you get back from your saga holiday, <laughs> yeah. with a send, please message into us with a, a self-addressed envelope to PO Box. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start what we've been watching A little bit of TV trivia for you Before he became a famous footballer The Blue Peter Garden was vandalised
0: Les Ferdinand was one
1: of those involved.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Les Ferdinand, Sir Les Ferdinand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Vandalised Blue Peter Garden.
0: Yeah. It's the same as, was Glenn Johnson, did he nick a toilet once? He nicked a toilet seat from (laughs) (laughs) B&Q. A toilet seat from B&Q.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. Anyway, what are you watching now? Uh this week we're gonna take you through some of the T V shows that we've watched in the last week or so. Unfortunately when we when we planned this, um it was after last week's podcast, I spoke about T V shows i have been watching recently on that one. Um, so I'm a bit of a,
2: a, a lost of what to talk about. Now I can go <laughs> you back and talk don't sound quite as good, does it? Sorry? I've watched the news. Yeah, <laughs> I've got John, the news. John
3: Craven's news round.
1: Yeah. John Craven's news round. And
0: um and so, yeah, so, just by so. sports news on a loop every day.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what have I watched on TV? Well, I like I said last week I watched the Game of Thrones finale for season five. It was good but not great. I find a lot of a lot of T V finales at the moment they're disappointing me quite a bit and they always feel like the one that's
0: setting up the finale and not the finale. I think it's because the way they're written is you—they're cliffhangers. Even it's no—it's not an end to anything. It's a set-up for the next series, so you no, come but, back but, to watch it. But what,
1: in terms of a good season finale, say before Lost disappeared up its own arse and down various rabbit holes, the first three season finales were brilliant because they come and resolve some quite big plot lines with with a big with you know big events. But they left you with a couple of little, a couple of quite big cliffhangers, but kind of it left you satisfied in terms of, of you've seen a really good finale, but kind one, of, right, but I'll be back to watch this next season. With this one, obviously I'll be back to watch Game of Thrones next season, but with the finale of this one, it just felt like I just wanted a little bit more. This felt, felt like they were teeing something up for the next next week
2: to like really kick off, and it didn't isn't that the way every game of Thrones season has been no episode 9's been the big big episode and then episode ten's just been kind of yeah. everything slowed down a bit and yeah. don't don't forget there's another season coming so we'll leave that bit open for you I find
1: it I find it with quite a few lately and I don't know if it's because it's some tv shows are starting to worry whether they're going to get a new season so they're trying to make it more self-contained you know so if if it did end people aren't going to be as bothered the no. few people that did want what you know, what's gone on what's gone on they're just gonna be like well that happened and
3: there's no question that Game of Thrones is not going to be renewed.
1: Well,
2: no, yeah. but I mean, Game of, isn't Game of Thrones good until season eight? I think they're now level with the
1: books, aren't they? In terms of what's been covered, yeah, well, I read they've, the books,
3: but because my memory shot bits, so I don't remember any of them.
1: <laughs> Are not the See, books just like really graphically like dog shagging women and things?
3: No, or, Steve. I, I,
1: I'm sure I've read that. Pretty Wrong sure
3: book. I'd remember because this is me you're talking to. I'd remember <laughs> that.
1: No, that was that was Ramsey Bolton and the one who was pretending to be whichever start thought it was. Christ, I must
3: I must have watched a lot of porn that week if I don't remember the dog fucking.
1: Did you used to find your porn in railway sidings?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Paul was the one flinging it there. <laughs> yeah.
3: My thing with Game of Thrones this week was that. Um, I, rang, I did my annual call to Sky to cancel, and this uh, really nice Scottish lady was saying, oh, but what? Are, are you watching Game of Thrones? And I'm like... <laughs> Where was she from? Scotland. And, uh, and I was like... Are you sure? Pretty that was, sure. That was a terrible, French. <laughs> And I, I had to do the... No, I've never seen it. I'm not really interested. Even though I download it and then watch it on a. But anyway, got a great deal. <laughs> Eight pounds now for the TV. I
2: mean, fucking I, hell! You don't want to see my fucking Sky
0: bill. <laughs> I, I tried to threaten to leave. I I was planning on threatening um, to leave uh, when I got rid of Sky Sports. I said, "Um, you know, football season's finished. I'm not really interested. I think I'll just quit. And I don't I don't want Sky Sports anymore." And they went, "Okay." We can cancel that for you. It would be off anyway. <laughs> I was like, but what? <laughs> well, you meant to offer yep. me like a, a thing for like three quid a month? And I, all I'd, my friends said, you'd offer it to be half price.
2: <laughs> I'd yeah. done the same thing with BT Sport. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm paying like sixteen quid a month and I only watch one sport on your your channels. I, I'm not interested. I was hoping they, would you know, Harvard. He went, yeah, okay, it's cancelled. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best I thing
1: do, I ever did is get rid of I, though, I, 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 the I do that. At, I do that at work when someone phones up and says, oh. But it's such and such cheaper somewhere else. I tell him it's a good deal and I should go there instead. <laughs>
2: so off you then. I'm not going to knock money off just because you want me to. <laughs> you don't work for Sky, do you, mate?
0: No. He gives hand jobs. He yeah. works for babe, 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 babe Station.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> babe
1: Station Plus. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. Owen, um, <laughs> I mean, what have you watched on the telly box?
0: Okay, so I've been watching two programs that have finished quite recently and they're both kind of similar um, uh, but I kind of, I didn't really enjoy one at all and I quite liked the other one when I expected it to be shipped. So, first one was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, which just finished and um, have any of you watched it? Yes. No. no. You have? Okay. What did you think of it uh, Paul? Yeah, I liked it. You like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
3: Yeah, I, I've seen all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff and all of the TV, including Carter and stuff and Daredevil. And yeah, no, I really enjoyed it.
0: It You're taking the piss, I assume. No. You're not?
3: (laughs) No, actually, no, I really enjoyed
0: it. I'm flabbergasted. Okay, I hated it. I thought it was shit. All of it. I don't know why I watched it to the end. I can't believe that I made it to the end of season two. And I've read loads of people tell me, because I hated the first season as well. I only really watched season two because it was supposed to like tie into the Winter Soldier, supposed to tie into the film with Hydra's infiltration shield. So I gave it a go, and then I for some reason kept giving it a go, and kept hoping it would get better, and then it didn't. It was, I thought it was absolute just utter crap.
3: I just... No, I, I, I watched so much depraved rubbish that some i could just switch off watch the marvel stuff let it wash over me none of it makes any sense but yeah no it's it's good and it ties in with the films as well
0: it yeah well yeah it tries to force itself into tying with the films i thought to the detriment of it but particularly in the last few episodes um where it was trying to tie into age of ultron and it just felt half-assed um but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I, what I did like about this particular season was um, the introduction of a couple of characters. So Nick Blood as Lance um, was pretty good, I thought. Adrian Palicki as Bobby was pretty good. But the problem the film that the series had, I think, was the interrelationship storylines between the characters. I, they just don't seem to be able to write them. I think they get some half-decent ideas for characters and then just have no idea what to do with them at all. So, like, Grant Ward from the first season was very popular, and it seemed like he was only in this season because he was popular. He didn't do anything. He was just there. He wasn't important. He was just being a dick occasionally. Yeah, I thought it was shit. They also managed to make um, Agent Coulson, who Clark Gregg plays, into one of the most dull, boring characters in the entire MCU, which is odd because in the films, the first few, few films, he was really quite cool. He was entertaining and... Added humour, but in this it's just this dull. Head of Shield.
3: I I can see where you're coming from, but I I just think it's you know it's just put your feet up, switch off. Don't don't give it too much credence. I mean, it's it's brainless. It's a network show. Mm. You know what you're going to get. It's all going to be you know fluff. But you know it was enjoyable enough. I stuck with it and watched them all, and it was you know and it, it it kind of helped tie in a few bits. In the, in the MCU, it was, it was you know...
0: Mm. Well, I think it was it was more consistent than the first, but I don't think it ever... Like, there was a couple of episodes in the first season which were quite entertaining, and then the rest of them were, were crap, but this one was more consistent in that all of them were a bit crap. I preferred <laughs> Agent Carter, to be fair. I still haven't seen Agent Carter. I really did like Daredevil, though. Daredevil was fantastic. Yep, again, oh, I loved that. Mm. But the the other series I was going to mention, which seems to get a lot of hate from people, a lot of scorn from people on the internet, uh, was Gotham which I really liked I Oh, thought that I love was... Gotham Gotham is What? Who was that? <laughs> that was, yeah, Gotham's alright I just think it's just magnificently cheesy and it's really entertaining and it knows it's a bit crap but plays on that, I think whereas Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just tries to be really serious, deadly serious Gotham's at least quite fun with itself
3: I, I yeah. watched the original Batman show when I was a kid, so <laughs> all, for me... Yeah, but Paul wasn't watching it as a repeat. No, sure. it wasn't. It was I was watching it first, well, I don't know if it was first time round, but it used to be on at tea time on ITV.
0: 1964 or 65, I think it came yeah, out. When
3: it came over here.
0: Oh, right, OK. Yeah.
3: We, but, didn't, we didn't live in an age where American <laughs> shows came out the next day. Brooker Brooke would stay up to midnight to watch the <laughs> Sky Atlantic. Sounds great. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, you know, Gotham I've enjoyed a lot more. I think that they've really done quite a few good things I like with the character of Penguin. I think Penguin's one of the best TV villains on on at the moment.
2: I think they've, uh, they've written him very, very well. And, and the guy that plays him, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I've not actually seen the end of Gotham. I've got on my box waiting to watch him, I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. And it, improved, it improved a lot after it's hiatus in the states.
0: Oh, massively. Yeah, cuz the but first few episodes of Gotham were very ropey.
2: They were very they were really really bad and they were the kind of the throwing every hint to every character into it. Mm-hmm. it was, oh, just please fucking stop it. We're not stupid. We know what we're watching.
0: Exactly. And then it paced itself a bit better after that. And I think one of the things as well that I liked was um, the development of Fish Mooney, who starts off as like the worst character, it's yeah. possible to have in a TV show, and then by the end of the season, you're like, she's actually had quite a, a decent transformation throughout that show.
2: She's not and, coming back for season two, though, is she?
0: Uh not. I don't think so. I've heard that she's not, but we'll see. But really? the, she had the best moment in the, the fir- in that first series. I'm just going to say the eye gouge.
3: Yeah, the eyeball. Yeah.
0: yeah. Not saying anymore in case anyone hasn't seen it, but the and the fact that episode had Herbert Westenra from Reanimator just sort of made it for me. Yes. But yeah, so Gotham, I really liked, and Agents of Shield, I really didn't. What have um, you been watching?
3: A couple Paul? of quick, quick things. One is a show that is it will be starting its last season um, this autumn, um, and that's the League. Now, have you all seen the League? None of you? Any
0: of you? No.
2: No. The League well, is that one that's on my list that you keep telling me to watch and I haven't
0: watched it oh. yet. I, I have a confession. Go on. I, when we met up, you, me and Brooker, mm. and you kept talking about The League, I watched it the next day, the first episode. And? It just wasn't for me. Really? I just... The, I can't remember the character's name, but there's one guy in it I like, detested. And I thought, I can't, I can't watch a season of him.
3: That will be Paul Shear, probably the, the plastic surgeon guy.
0: Yes. Yeah. I just thought, I, 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 there's no way I'm watching. Andre. Yeah. Did they
3: just take the piss out of him. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Schaefer, who who writes the show, he, he's done Bruno, you know, The Dictator, Kirby Enthusiasm, and a, and a film we re-watched tonight, actually, Eurotrip. Oh, fucking hell. Mate, it's it holds up and it is really really funny. But the cast, the the league, the premise of the league is you've got these six people, five guys and uh, and this woman, who play uh, American fantasy football, which is which is the anchor for all the kind of shenanigans that go on around them. And for me, it's it, it is the funniest show ever. I just I just the stuff they get away with is, is incredible. But the, but the cast, I mean, Mark Duplass, you guys probably, do you do know who he is? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm familiar with his work.
3: Yeah. He, he, a lot of his films, he does all this mumblecore stuff and a lot of it is just garbage. Um, and then Nick Kroll, he does a lot of comedy stuff. The funniest one is, um, Taco, the guy, at uh, uh, the, the actor's name is uh, John Lejoie <laughs> If you go onto YouTube, have you seen all of his? He was a YouTube star, I think, before he did this. He did that—the song about you know, guns don't kill people, I kill people. <laughs> no, have you not seen no. any of this? I've and only seriously. seen the
0: one that you you showed us, which was um, was it the penis wine or something? Yes, like that? Yeah, three, three penis, penis wine. wine. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's him. I just struggle that people don't find It's funny. <laughs> and then there are two sub-characters called um, Raffy and Dirty Randy, um, which is Jason Manzukas and uh, Seth Rogen. And they even have their own episode about how they met and stuff, and it's just brilliant. The whole show, though, rolls around dick, cock, jizz, yeah pretty much that. I mean it is literally dick and fart jokes. That dick and fart jokes the whole time. It's so near to the knuckle, it's so tightly written though. And it, it, if you like sports and you like comedy, the league it's on I think it's on Netflix I think all every
2: it's on Netflix yeah.
3: Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should absolutely cuz it's not on I don't think it's on UK TV. I've never seen it.
0: No, so, I don't I think, think it's been
3: on. And I and I think all it kind of boils down to is that american football thing i know nothing about brooker, you like american football i love it yeah i don't know anything about it i don't know any of the players i don't know the rules yet a show which is anchored around that i find the funniest thing on tv <laughs> if you and you've still
2: not seen it no i've still not watched it literally it's on my list i added it to my list after you first recommended it to me on netflix i just haven't gotten around to watching it yet you would not believe the length of the list of TV shows yeah, I've got. you
3: must have a have a <laughs> I have done a few quotes here from which uh from the character Randy. And uh this is just one sub character and he says uh let's all get the same girl pregnant tonight. Do you, do you still have the butt plugs of Burton Ernie's face on them? I'm going to have non-consensual <laughs> dick in your pussy. And uh I roofied 40% of the 40% of the drinks here tonight it's a numbers game. <laughs> so that, that gives you a flavour of what you're kind of walking into. Rape jokes. Lots of rape jokes. Um The other show I'm going to talk about is quite a new show, uh, which is on uh, Comedy Central. It's called Big Time in Hollywood. It's a ten-part sort of show. It's quite self-contained, so you don't really need to, you know... It's kind of one story across this arc. Um And it concerns two brothers, that. Jack and Ben Dolph, and their kind of half-wit chum, Del Plimpton. Uh, And these guys, they just want to make movies. And they make terrible movies that they put on YouTube. But they want to kind of branch out. And it it centers on this story of how they get into the movie business and their lies, their deception. You know, they'll do anything to get this movie made. And, and the the main cast, I'd never seen them in anything before, but the, the supporting cast, you've got Stephen Toblosky, Ben Stiller, Cuba Gooding Jr., Michael Madsen, Jason Alexander, and it is bloody hilarious. The, the, the whole spiralling out of control and Cuba Gooding Jr. is just brilliant. If you like kind of 80s action films, then this is the comedy for you. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to think how you see it. I think it's on um, <laughs> it's on Comedy Central, and it's on Hulu in the in the US. But yeah, no, definitely check out Big Time in Hollywood.
1: Okay, um, Brooker.
2: Uh, right, so I my first one I went a little bit kind of highbrow, I suppose. <laughs> I'm I'm rewatching, close to getting to the end of rewatching my season one binge of True Detective uh, in time for what well, tonight's premieres for season two, I suppose. It's, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what True Detective is. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. With Woody Harrelson and... Woody
2: Woody Harrelson and Matthew Matthew McConaughey and Michelle Monaghan? Yeah.
0: We'll go
2: with that. Yeah. The two Louisiana State Police officers who are being interviewed in 2012 about a murder case in nineteen ninety-five, I think, I think it was. And it's just kind of like a retell them retelling the story and us watching the retelling as they're telling it. And it's really it's very, very well done. It's made the whole season, actually, which was quite interesting because not many seasons do it anymore, not many shows do it anymore. The whole season was done was directed by the same guy. It was directed by a guy called Carrie Fukunaga, who made An excellent film called Sinombre a few years ago. And if you haven't seen it, you have to go and watch it. But yeah, it's only 10 episodes long. It's a typical HBO show. 10 episodes, but 10 hours. And it is some of the most compelling TV I think there has been since The Wire and The Sopranos finished. It's absolutely spectacular.
0: Uh, I didn't really like it, I'll be honest. What? Dude! Well, I didn't dislike it, I just... There's this,
2: this one scene, I mean, everybody knows this one scene. Like at the end of episode four, when uh, McConaughey's undercover and he's raiding a drug den
4: mm-hmm.
2: and Ra- the, does the raid, raid goes wrong and he escapes through a, a housing project with a hostage. The entire scene, I think it's, oh, it must be ten minutes long, eight to ten minutes long. And the whole scene is one long take. And it just look it's breathtaking. It's absolutely phenomenal bit of filmmaking.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying it's not really well done. Um, and there are bits in it like that, which are, you know, just exceptional. They're really impressive. I just the writing didn't grab me, really. I thought Matthew McGon, his character was unintentionally extra pretentious than he was meant to be. Um which weighed me up. And I thought basically Woody Harrelson's character was written so that every episode he could get someone half his age to take their top off. Yeah. That was that was all. He and who doesn't to... want that? Wait, how old are you again? The,
1: yeah, you're the only one on this podcast who can do that, Paul. Thanks. <laughs> 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 the,
2: the rest of us get into an awful lot of
0: trouble. <laughs> we get on a register for it.
1: Uh, on, le- legally, Brooker, you might just be able to get
2: away with it. <laughs> How old are you, Brooker? No, I'm 32, so that 16, be... yeah, you go. Yeah, you're you, all you good can, to go. You're alright, you, no, you can... No, 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 we're nowhere close to all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right. In a, co- in a court of law, it would stand
3: up. You're fine. You, oh you'd be alright. We'll defend you. I'm yeah. still kind of hell. <laughs> oh. Yeah, smiling. <laughs> yeah.
2: God. Mm. no I, I mean i thought that the writing i thought was fantastic I actually i love uh, mcconaughey's character i love that in like louisiana where everything is religion he was just like no you're all fucking mental you've got you don't know what you're talking about shut up i thought he was great that 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 particular character trait i thought was amazing i uh I've, I've seen some of the reviews for season two and they've all said that it's not as good as season one, which I pretty much expected.
3: Is, is there a poster somebody's mocked up where he's leaning on Woody Harrelson?
2: <laughs> there is somewhere. What, there like, a buddy,
1: like
3: a buddy cop movie poster. <laughs> yeah, like a rom, well, like his
1: well, rom-com. Like, like his rom-com stuff. Like Lethal Weapon or something.
0: Well, Matthew McConaughey was famous for leaning on people in the posters. He was. Yeah. All, all these different women, every single rom com he was in before. Hey, see, I did listen back in the day because James brought that up. He did, yeah. James was the first of anyone on our podcast to to pioneer this macanessence, uh, as it was called.
3: And I've seen, I googled it, and I've seen there's a whole series of posters of him just leaning on these on, on the leading <laughs> lady.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, and they the the piss takes turn up in places like something awful and Reddit and. They they turn up fucking everywhere. Those things. I don't understand those websites. <laughs> something awful's alright. Reddit, I don't understand. It's just like a page of noise. I I hate it. My, yeah. my eyes are bored when I look at them.
3: Uh,
1: well, uh, on to the second <laughs> TV-based question
2: of the evening. <laughs> um, I'm reading these questions. Hang, hang on, them... have you
0: got? Did you have something else to talk about, Broker?
2: No, no, no. It's all right. I'll go on all fucking night, otherwise.
0: Oh, okay. Fair
2: just uh, this is no, Owen
1: came up with these questions. I'm just reading because it's my job as host. Um, anyway, <laughs> question two host. take responsibility. Uh, I should take more responsibility, I just don't have. Anyway, pitch, <laughs> uh, pitch a talk show that you would like to watch. I want you to name the channel, the host, and the first three guests you'd have on a talk show of your choosing. Um, Owen, it seems like the most challenging question you set us tonight, so you can start us off.
0: Okay. Um so because BT Sport have all of the sport now, all, all of it. Of, all, of the sport. all of the sport. Um I thought there's they've got a presenter on there that they don't really use very much. Claire and Balding. Claire Balding, you no. Know, um I was going to say James Richardson who he he hosts the Football Weekly podcast for anyone who listens to who it the and he does that? Football Weekly. You'll, you'll remember football Italia, Paul. Yes. Football Italia.
3: Oh, him. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, the little guy with the tan.
0: Yeah, the bald guy with the beard. Yeah, he oh, he does have a show on BT Sport, which is the European football show. But it's not really a like a talk show, which we're trying to pitch. And BT Sport do have a talk show, which is hosted by Claire Balding. But that's very broad; it's about all kinds of sport, and it's not really that
2: lesbian true. sport,
0: if you like. If there is a sport for that, it's
2: on BBC Three at the moment, and it? it's. Like,
0: oh, it's hey.
2: <laughs> but oh, I'm I'm so getting shit for that. I might edit that out.
1: <laughs> Next up, our review of Entourage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was bloody brilliant, and was <laughs> Hang on, I'm just making a note. Don't mention lesbians and Claire Ball. <laughs>
0: But anyway, so I was gonna say, but um, so but I, what I would like to watch is an actual proper talk show with like that that's centered around football. So you know, like there's Graham Norton and Jonathan Ross that do a lot of things like on movies and just general celebrities and stuff. And they always have a mix of guests who are, are promoting something. So you get actors who are promoting their latest film, comedians who are on tour, or you know music- musicians with a new single <laughs> out. So I thought why not something similar, but instead of an actor, you get like football personality. As much as I hate that term. But someone who's involved in football, who's got something like a big match coming up soon. The only problem is, of course, footballers are generally... Thick. Thick and completely unengaging and all media trained to give the most bland, boring, charisma, vacuumless... Like, answers to any question possible. Um, So you'd have to get maybe, like, retired footballers or managers who don't seem to give a fuck. So I thought for the first episode, you could tie it into the start of the season... Jose Mourinho, manager of the current champions, he seems to not really give a fuck what he says on TV. Then you've got, I thought, well, maybe you'd have to get a comedian because, you know, footballers aren't always the most interesting people to listen to. Frank Skinner, seems to know a bit about football. And then a musician to keep it sort of talk showy and then to play something at the end. The only one I could think of was Noel Gallagher, but I'm sure there'll be others. Um, but yeah, so I thought, what I really want, I don't really care about the guests so much, what I really want is James Richardson to get more exposure, uh, particularly on BT Sport at the moment. So I
3: always wondered what happened to him, but now I know. There you go. Because I don't have BT Sport. Go. Do yeah. you know, I once had to go and interview a footballer. Which one? I I went out to uh, Italy, to uh, Bogliasco, to interview Attilio Lombardo. Yeah. That shut, that shut you up, didn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, got there didn't speak a bloody word really yep not barely anything let mm-hmm. sit, sit through Sampdoria press conference where the uh, this guy came out and held a bullet up and said it had been sent to the manager and all the press <laughs> was screaming at him and I was sat at the back and I looked, turned to the guy next to me and went what's going on he went oh is there is a there is a um, they've sent the manager a bullet I'm like oh, okay cool he says why are you here I said oh we're here to interview uh, Atelier Lombardo. And he said, but why? He does not speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. Well.
0: Go on, carry on. <laughs> I'll tell you about it afterwards, Steve. <laughs> that was, that was the end of your like, press career. It was but the start of your career doing accents. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I've, um, I didn't um, see this question when I got the agenda for some reason, I blanked it. So I can't have an idea on the spot. And It's a talk show called Dick Like a Dictator. (laughs) (laughs) To hold it together as host, I've got a former celebrity swordsman, because he doesn't seem to do that anymore, (laughs) Russell Brand. He's done some talk show hosting before, and he can put a bit of humour into it. Um, and the three guests I'm going to have on first are Robert Mugabe, King Drogon, and Vladimir Putin. And it's basically <laughs> Russell Brand question about their sex lives. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think you should have done last, Steve. We're not topping that. If any of you, <laughs> if any of you wouldn't watch that... If you're gonna tell me you oh, I've watch done that, the
3: exact same thing. No way. <laughs> no, I haven't.
1: Anyone anyone listening to this, if you wouldn't watch that, if you're gonna say you wouldn't watch that, you're a liar. <laughs> uh Brooke, we'll let um, Paul recover from laughing. <laughs> At his age it might give him a hernia. <laughs> uh
2: what talk show are you pitching? See oh fucking hell. Owen took it way too serious man. I I was just taking the piss with my one. <laughs> I was a bit That's serious. Fine. Uh so mine so what what was the thing it said channel name host and first three guests.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Or so. well, I, I didn't give a channel.
1: Um mine would be on I'd ba- No, I bring back um men and motors and put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus with repeats on Dave
0: <laughs> seems like something from Bravo
1: maybe repeats on Bravo yeah, Bravo might be better for it than Men and Motors <laughs> anyway why, why do I remember Men and Motors because they
3: late, know, motors late, late night gentlemen's and entertainment on Men I don't, motors.
2: I don't like cars or men <laughs> isn't that where Eurotrash ended up when Channel 4 didn't want it anymore
3: possibly I miss Antoine de Carles.
2: <laughs> I don't.
3: He used to show tits.
0: <laughs> anyway.
2: Brooker, anyway, yeah. what is All your catch, so, though? On, the only reason it has to be on this channel is because the thing it's the direct opposite of is also on this channel in this country. So, it's on Sky Atlantic. And it's kind of... It's based on Inside the Actor's Studio. Okay. But but instead of being inside the actor studio, it's that kind of little smoking area just outside the actor's studio. <laughs> your host, and your host can only work for this one episode because that's as far forward as I thought. And I'll be honest, I'm, it's been a very long week and I've been doing a lot of writing about video games. And well,
0: no one, had to say, no one said it had to be a series. It could just no, be a one-off talk show.
2: It's going to have to be a one-off. I'll be very I'll be honest, it's been a very long week. I've been doing a lot of writing about video games, so I'm very much in video game mode. So this one, your host is George Miller, the guy that made Mad Max. Uh huh. He's only the host because from beginning of June, he is now, as far as I'm concerned, the king of Chase movies. <laughs> and his first three guests are Aaron Paul, Dominic Cooper, and Michael Keaton. Nice. Right. Because they were all, in last year's fucking god-awful Need for Speed movie. (laughs) And the only reason they are all on there, this is the the whole premise of the show, is he's just going to sit them down and say, fucking explain yourselves. (laughs) That is it. That is is my entire talk show. Just explain what the fuck you thought you were doing starring in this godforsaken piece of shit movie.
0: I think you could probably stretch that out for 20-odd episodes. I think you could.
2: Actually, I think Aaron Paul would cry for four of those episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's my show. I was like, "Fucking, I didn't know what to write." <laughs> I, oh, I'm yeah, if, I, if I knew if I knew how to create a TV show, I would have created a TV show.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, Paul,
3: I, I've I've done like research and preparation. I've I've got three short premises here. Here's the thing: all of them are based on a play on words from a, a current TV show. So I'm, I'm going to put it out to you guys Ooh, to actually. How's that? So I've, like a little pun on the name of a current show. So you can guess the name of the show that I've invented. Um, the first one has uh, TV's Dr. Hillary Jones um, performing exploratory endoscopic urethra examinations on a mystery celebrity. So basically popping a camera down their japs eye um, Jupiter's jury. No, it's Japside jury. <laughs> n- no, it, I'll give you a clue. Who would live in a bladder like this? Through the pee hole.
4: Through the <laughs> pee
3: hole. Yes. <laughs> I've, I'm thinking reliable Phil Jupiters as team captain, with controversy Katie Hopkins on one side, and for the oldies, Sir Cliff on the other. <laughs> Next one, Danny Dyer presents a new reality show where newly wedded husbands are stationed at a public toilet and send the wife in to, ch- to with the challenge of earning two hundred pounds in three hours if they're successful, they get a week all inclusive on a three star Greek resort courtesy of our friends at Thomas Cook <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Pimp My Bride.
1: Oh, dear. I was going to say Opportunity (laughs) Cox.
3: Last one. You ready? Yeah. Jason Muse hosts a celebrity panel looking at the week's news. Here's the kicker. Are any of the headline makers fine-ass bitches he should be looking to fuck or skanks who aren't worth a squirt? The title...
1: Cock the 10 o'clock muse.
3: Have Ooh. I got muse for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm done. Stop. <laughs> None of what you describe was, strictly speaking, a panel show.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, were. Don't know were, they were. were. Steve's a stickler for
1: rules. He, he is will, a rule. Watch Countdown unless they play Countdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why no one else is annoyed by that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you are. <laughs>
3: I'll let Hillary Jones know you're annoyed.
1: Because it would be, it would be much better if you didn't have some comedian go. Oh, well, I've got a four. Am oh, I really stupid? No, do it properly and do jokes. You can do both.
2: <laughs> Maybe he was being serious. Maybe he could I, only get a four because he was really stupid.
1: Or what? Or when they're not taking it seriously and like Sean looks like. I use a ten three times just because I wanted to. Oh, just do it properly. <laughs>
3: You know? I mean, you, you're going to do a countdown quiz next time, aren't you?
1: I was thinking about it. <laughs> well, not weird.
0: Because <laughs> no, you'll not, take it seriously.
1: I'm not, no, I'm not good at the letters round. I'm good at the numbers
2: round.
0: My I'll make sure is, it's my, the letters
1: round. My math my maths is on point.
2: I am you know, I can only do the numbers. I, the letters, I. if I can't find swear words, I give up looking. It's boring after that, doesn't it? Yeah. Tell me so many times you can see fuck without a c. I'm
1: telling you, I I wouldn't care how many letters in it. This is completely contradictory. because if I was actually competing on Countdown, if a swear word came up, if the opportunity was there, I'd do it.
2: Wouldn't everybody? Even if
1: it was just a three letter word. Just...
3: what is the prize now? I mean, could you? Would you be forsaking a, a teapot?
1: Well, no. I think if, a if, a if you
3: win,
1: no, if you win the episode, I think you still get a teapot. Mm. I don't know what happens if you're Octo Champ though. A what? A what? An octo, octo track. It's one where they win eight in a row, and then you, then you're not allowed back on until the oh, final. You. Can't I do... thought
3: that was to do with masturbate. Have, have you tried that challenge? I've, I've never got anywhere near.
2: <laughs> no one <laughs> wants <laughs> to know.
3: <laughs> but at the end of it, it's just sand. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ, heaven above. just one new release for you this week and it ties in quite well to our TV special, imagine that that, almost like
0: it was planned
1: yes, almost like it was Um, (laughs) and that is the Entourage, the movie um, spin-off of Entourage the TV series which is about a film star and his his entourage funnily enough Um, me and me and Brooker have both seen this, and both seen, and I'd say we be fans of the television show. Um, I mean, what did you think of what? What was it that made the, the TV show so popular um, or so good in your eyes? Is it went on for seven, eight seasons?
2: Uh, I think for me, the thing that made Entourage really good was—I mean, they were—they were like twenty-five-minute episodes. They were—it was a sitcom in. In everything that it was, it was just a stupid lad comedy in 22 minute format. Uh, It it can't grow old because by the time it gets to the point where it's even close to growing old, the episode's over. It was just, I really liked it. It was, it was stupid fun. And And for the most part, it was while I wanted to take the main character almost every episode and punch him square in the face, for the most part, it was. Almost satire on Hollywood and how Hollywood is. But it, I... It's
1: loosely, is it not loosely based by um, Mark Wahl, on Wahlberg and his. Um...
2: Kind of, yeah, Because yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg uh, co-created it, didn't he?
1: Yeah, um, but and it is. It is. All the way it, I mean, some people do say it. it who, who know about this thing says it's does parody or does does show what it's like in Hollywood fairly. Accurately, even though it is an exaggerated version, it does give a a good idea of what what the industry is kind of like as of now.
2: But that's it, though, isn't it? It's an exaggeration of it for comedy value. For no, you know, no one is watching this thing as if it's a documentary series. You know, it's it's a comedy about a bunch of guys fucking around in Hollywood. It's Sex in the City for blokes. Exactly. Yes
1: but saying that I was I was a little bit let down by the film the movie it didn't um live up to expectations for me it wasn't as good as the tv show um i didn't i mean i think the characters the the usual sales, i've never liked e as a character I find him irritating and boring um
2: he's always the old man yeah he's the old man of the group trying to make everybody be sensible yeah basically <laughs> um I don't know. I really, I enjoyed the film for what it was. I just, I just thought the plot was a bit weak. Turtle's plot, you know, subplot was just kind of shoehorned in to give him something to do. Um, I think that's been the way with Turtle for the for the final three seasons, though, hasn't it? Yeah. When, um, when they decided that he couldn't just be the dude driving people around, and they tried to give him story, <laughs> yeah. it kind of felt like, well, you're just doing um, that because you feel you need to.
1: I thought, as usual, Harry Gold and Johnny Drama stole the show.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. By far the funniest two characters in it. But, I mean, I've, I've, I I've love Jeremy. Jeremy Piven was born to play Ari Gold. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely was. And every time that dude opens his mouth, I'm in absolute stitches. I think he's fucking brilliant. He's got he's got a way
1: with swearing and insults that only Malcolm Tucker can rival. Mm-hmm.
2: I think, I think it's absolutely super. And he's so well-written. And I don't, I don't know if that's all written or if he ad-libbed any of it. If he ad-libbed it, I'd be really impressed. But some it's just golden. Every single insult that comes out of his mouth. And you feel so wrong for laughing at it, because almost all of them are sexist or racist or homophobic or just flat-out fucking nasty. But you still can't help but piss yourself. But...
1: um. I mean, the film's come in for a fair bit of criticism from many people, namely Mark Kermode, who has just slated it. He should know better as a critic that some films aren't for you. A lot of the problems that people have, have had with this film, they claim that it's sexist or chauvinistic.
2: It's no more of that than what Sex and the City is, for a start, in reverse. I think this is the problem, because when Sex and the City done it, when Sex and the City done it, it was feminist and it was, you know, it, it was empowering. But when guys do it, it's just you're a woman hating rape machine. And and it's bollocks for a start.
1: The, the, <laughs> the accusation against it is absolute nonsense. If you look at it, there are women at parties. Women like to go to parties. They're there. They want to be seen around celebrities. That's what happens. Just get over it. It happens. Second of all, the main women in the plot are clearly quite in control and, you know, not being used oh, in a wrong way. Sloane is clearly in control of her own life and in control yep. of her relationship with E. So is Ari's wife, whose name I forget. Millicent. Vince is, Yeah, Vince is just going out with a, a normal girl who there's nothing there's nothing derogatory said about her at all. Um, it, you know, the person who Turtle ends up dating is clearly shown as quite a strong woman with her own mind and opinions and everything like that so it's, it's not it's just a nonsense argument
3: oh it
2: is absolutely think about
3: mark mark kermode is he he will go after the easy target so anything aimed at you know hell middle-aged blokes who want to have a laugh forget it that's out
2: the thing with kermode right and it i there's there's a couple there's Kerm, a couple of people i i kind of i always read or listen to even though I know I've got a 50-50 agreement rate with them. So you've got Mark Kermode uh, and Bob Chipman are probably the two big ones. I don't know what Bob Chipman said about Entourage. I've kind of ignored it. Same as Kermode. The problem with Kermode is, because I know exactly how he's going to react, because I watched how he reacted to Sex in the City. And the dude just needs to pull the stick from his arse. The, fi- the film's not aimed at you. It was never aimed at you. Yeah, but no, he doesn't do that though. When it's a a
3: film aimed at tweens or teens, you know, like the Twilight movies or whatever, he'll he'll just do this. Oh, you know, well, you know, they're not really aimed for us, but it was actually quite good, and I quite enjoyed it. That's the best impression you've done all night, to be fair. Great <laughs> That's accent, yeah. But anything where he can where he can have a go at people because he can't have a go at teenagers, so he'll have a go at us. And and he gets away with it. I just think he's just the, the worst critic. Only, the, the only worst critic than him is Jonathan
2: Ross. I mean, so the, I don't follow Jonathan Ross at all, the,
3: so I <laughs> the reason,
1: The reason I liked Entourage, the reason I went to see this film, the reason I liked the film, even though it's got its faults, is I watched started watching Entourage when I was at university with the lads that I lived with. I met up with them. We didn't meet up to watch the film. We just happened to meet the weekend that it was on, so we all went to watch it. We were basically living a very, very, very reduced rate version of what they were doing in the film.
2: Isn't in the this film, kind of, if it, isn't it kind in of the in, in, of
1: entourage? Yeah. In, in the film, they're just a group of mates who go around, hanging out together, going to eat, going to parties, just having fun, getting on adventures. Not adventure, you know, but like going, at, getting involved in situations, having a laugh and taking the mick out of each other. They just happen to do it in Hollywood. We just happened to do it. In grotty little student nightclubs.
3: So, you, but, you but the pretty, basically, but the, yours was a McDonald's and a wank. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say a wank, but
1: you know, just not as glamorous. someone
3: else have a wank? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, it, in, in the disabled toilets, not in public.
1: But no, but, but, but as, a, as a guy, you can kind of relate to the relationships they're all having with each other in it. Because yeah. you, do, you do the same thing, except Mark Kermode, who apparently on the stag, he went out on his own for a dinner in a cinema. <laughs> So it's obviously, so it's obviously not going to be the kind of film. But if he wants to do that. That's fine. It's not a criticism. I'm not going to criticize people for different choices yeah, he's, and opinions. He's not Martin. a teenage
3: but, girl no, either. But, so how can he fucking trumpet the fucking those stupid Twilight movies? I don't know.
1: But the the point is, some things aren't for certain people. But there's no need to go over the top and basically insult the kind of people watching it. And that goes for somebody who's written on our website as well. <laughs> just because, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it gives you carte blanche to assault the kind of people who do.
2: I do think, you know, and it is a general thing, because I've seen it in a lot of reviews, the The filmmakers, the actors, the, the people that watch it have all been absolutely crucified for having anything to do with Entourage. Oh, fuck, right off. You might not, you don't have to like it, but the point of Entourage is the people that have spent their nights getting pissed with their mates and going, oh, well, you know, if I was rich, I'd be fucking doing this. You're living vicariously through these people. That's all you want to do. It's stupid fun. It's, it's a show about five lads. Five? Yeah, four. Lads, you know, having a laugh, spending time together, and one of them just happens to be rich and they're in LA. I, oh, it's, I, I really enjoyed the film. My, my problem with the film was that it was a film. I said this when I wrote the review. It didn't need to be a film. It was a cut down it could have been a cut down season easily, because everything that you see in that film is everything that happened, or everything that could happen in one of the seasons of Entourage, one of the shorter ones. So cut it up into twenty-two minute episodes, stick it back on HBO, you'll get your numbers back. I also think it's worth <clears throat> probably saying,
1: as as a review of it, that um, if you're if you've not seen a TV show. I don't know what it's about. You're probably not going to get the film.
2: This is kind of my other thing. It's a bit like, and again, I said it before, I didn't go and watch the Sex and the City movie because yeah. I don't know Sex and the City. If you don't know, don't understand, or don't like Entourage, what the fuck are you doing going to watch the film? More importantly, what the fuck are you doing? If you're, right, if you're doing it, and then you're going to sit there crucifying people that enjoy it, what the fuck are you doing going to watch it without doing your research first? And literally, I binged Entourage in a week. Eight seasons. While I was working, I can binge the whole thing in a week. It's such a short show. Yeah. It's not hard to do your research on that. I will... I. There are times when Entourage is abhorrent garbage. <laughs> Some of it is questionable. Most of it I really love. And I will defend it to the teeth. Anybody that wants to come at me for liking it, No, I completely agree. I thought the film done exactly what it said on the tin. It was Entourage the movie. That's all I wanted out of it. I really enjoyed it for what it was. I would have liked it to have been a bit longer and back on the TV. You know, a bit like 24 did with its half a comeback season last year. I would have enjoyed that a bit more. But, you know, and I liked the end. You know what? And obviously I won't spoil it, but considering... How the eight years of Entourage went? I thought it ended fucking beautifully. I thought it was, br- I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant ending. Yeah, um, must have. I did like the ending. Um, I walked out of that cinema on uh, on Friday afternoon. I walked out with a big fucking smile on my face, and that's more than I can say for half the films I've seen this year.
1: Okay, well, uh, on to the final question then about. Uh our opinions on television. It's tell us about your favourite guilty pleasure TV show. Um, and despite the fact we've been made to think it this week, Myland Brookers is not Entourage. <laughs> what what is what is
2: yours, um Brooker? I I don't really have like a guilty pleasure TV show. What I have and it's kind of a really shitty answer, I have a guilty pleasure channel with Babe Station. <laughs> Good lad. Not really. Uh, no, I. Uh, it, it is fascinating, though, isn't it? It
1: is. your him. phone bill. No, but that's that's what I mean. What? Who is phoning up to make these these channels a viable business option? Because I'm guessing that most people. This I'll oh, come on to something else. A this, this most people will have access to the internet now, especially if you've got. You know you're what you're, you're able to watch online. You've probably got access to the internet. So why are you paying, probably the best part of two pound a minute, to phone to phone that? <laughs> when
3: Can you, you could... imagine if the internet you you you, you know you logged on and you went to a whatever website, and just about it was just about to get to the good bit and it popped up saying, please enter a code. It's going to cost you two quid a minute. <laughs> and and. And, like, there's
1: it's also things on there, right? So, as we, I, one of my mates must have heard about this, because we joked about it when we were up at the weekend. But on Babe Station, they don't take the, the pants off. It's just top off only. Some, but sometimes, when you're... five
2: p the sun, that's all you need. That might sun, be enough no, but, for some people.
1: No, no, but the point is, sometimes, when they're moving around, as they do on the show, things slip out. Somebody has, somebody complained when that are we happened. Talk, are we talking Who's, kind
2: of, it slipped out from the side of the crotch and it just flapped about a bit? No, like. I fucking this, complain as well.
1: No, 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 like, just, just, it just slipped aside and showed a little bit of something that it shouldn't do. But somebody, people complained about that. They got in trouble with Ofcom. Who's complaining about that if you're watching it?
3: I, I think I know. Oh, it- <laughs> <laughs> Kermode. <laughs> yeah. Where well, does. Where it's
0: like watching. Kermode, Kermode, Kermode was having
3: yeah. a left-handed wank. Only expecting tit. A little bit of minge popped
2: out. Ruined it for him. But, I mean, by the pub, had to complain. Yeah. Doesn't make any. And
1: also, how is how is television X and that kind of thing still running? Who's subscribing to that?
3: Owen.
2: <laughs> Kermode. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> not not
1: ten pound a month. Five oh, minute that's
3: think an expensive it. wank
1: the five minute the five minute preview is enough for me
3: <laughs> twice
1: enough for anybody I've got, I've got sky plus i can record that bit it's fine <laughs> live pause my planner is full of that
3: <laughs> it's, like, it's like 400 individual five minute
2: <laughs> 400 fuck dude i've got a two terabyte box i've got a year's <laughs> worth on there <laughs>
1: series link
2: <laughs> anyway
1: Brooker what is your guilty pleasure TV show
2: my guilty pleasure TV channel is history HD like all the shit that is on history HD so I can't believe I'm saying this porn stars uh, I've seen that
3: no way A- Bye. You
2: know, Appalachian Outlaws American Pickers storage wars all that absolute I'm, I'm storage hunters over storage wars Storage Hunters is the one on Dave, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're all fake, you know that. Of course, this is what I mean. Though. It's all garbage, bollocks TV. And I just sit with my feet up going, I can't believe I'm fucking watching this. It, it, this Liz- must Lizard, how... Lizard, Lizard Licked Tubbing's another one.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The, just, other, the other channel just you... Just my can... head in. The whole... All of these shows are so overproduced. And oh, they're, just it just awful. does my napper in.
2: This is the worst bit about it. They're fucking awful, but I can't turn them off. I sit there staring at these fucking things. They're like the the, the new one. We, you need to do this on video so you can see my air quotes. I am doing them at the, at the computer just in case. Yeah, the new, the Appalachian outlaw thing, it's made to look real. No, clearly it ain't. You're running around pretending to be shot at. If you were really being shot at, you'd be shitting your pants and leaving the camera exactly where it fucking is yeah. while you run off. Don't take the piss! But I can't stop watching it. It's it's addictive garbage TV. It it must be how regular people feel when they watch Entourage. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Owen, we've not heard much from you lately. Um, We'll let you get a word here. What's your guilty
0: (laughs) pleasure? Um, TV show. Mine is a sitcom, which I'm gonna imagine probably most of you guys don't like, but it's not going out. With Lee Mack.
2: What? What the fuck is that? I've never heard of it.
0: Not going out. BBC sitcom where... You know Lee Mack, Northern comedian?
3: Nope.
0: Oh, you... Okay. (laughs) Basically, um, he plays like a jobless layabout who mooches off his friends, his best friend's sister. That's it, really. It's just a sitcom. He kind of fancies her... She kind of knows, but doesn't do anything about it. That's it. That's the premise. And every, you know, that's it. But it's it's just a standard sort of sitcom. But I kind of really like it. Yeah. Mainly because I'm a massive fan of Lee Mack. Who I've liked for, for years. I used to like him in the sketch show on ITV. I bought his radio show on CD. um, And listened to it all the time. You will probably recognise him. He's been on a lot of, like comedy shows and TV shows, and he appears as a guest on loads of different panel shows, talk shows, all that kind of thing. Um, But I've been to see him live twice, and he he was brilliant both times. The first time someone heckled him about the TV show, when I went to see him, and the second time I saw him live, he was taking the piss out of someone in the audience, he was taking a piss out of their hat, and... He said something along the lines of, uh, oh, "I would laugh if it turned out he had special needs." And then the guy just sort of stood up and was clearly a special needs person. Excellent. It was a bit cringeworthy. Was and... it you? <laughs> it was me in my helmet. Um... <laughs>
3: <laughs> what colander covered in Tinder oil? <laughs>
0: But he, yeah, Owen. <laughs> Oh man! But no, but his um his TV show I really like it, and I know people hate it because it's got Miranda in it. Oh fuck! Exactly. Off. It is just a, a standard yeah. studio sitcom.
3: You're really like selling this, Owen.
0: I don't care. Again, you
3: know. <laughs> don't, don't nope. care away because we do.
0: <laughs> yes, so that's she's a shitty
3: crack whore. <laughs>
4: Now. that's it that's killed you
3: is not it yep
1: <laughs> well I've I've got lots of guilty places of TV shows um, is
3: it Miranda no good
1: well the one of what I mentioned last time I think when we had the same question on the last TV one we did was a show called comic book men and it's basically Kevin Smith owns a comic book store doesn't oh, work there nice but he's he basically his his mates work there and they do a show basically, about them running it and all like the I don't even read comic Giant books.
3: Sidobob, Secret Staff. That's
1: it. I don't even read comic books, but they bring in people just bring in all the stuff and they value it and say, Well it, like they it's just it's just one of those kind of reality T V shows that's that's well, quite quite good. But I think the, the biggest one is cat my biggest guilty T V show Pleasure is catfish the tv show
3: oh that's brilliant yeah
1: that's brilliant so people aren't familiar with it obviously obviously it span off it span off from the the movie catfish the documentary and it's just basically two guys from that going around finding people who are um pretending to be somebody else on the internet and do
3: you not want to punch him in the face
1: yeah he's annoying (laughs)
3: Good. But go,
1: but go, but go around and find find out why these people are building fake lives and everything and, and finding out who they are and knocking on their door with the people that they're catfishing.
3: How, how many fat birds have you rolled up to?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, brilliant, compelling television. Also, don't mind a bit of Jeremy Carl, It really makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> Fucking hell.
3: What was that about toothless crackles? Yeah. <laughs> No shit-eating crack horse. Paul, shit-eating crack horse. Paul,
1: we're, co- Paul, we're nearly done. Finishes off.
3: I'm going to finish you off with "Come dine with me." <laughs> what?
1: Uh, for, for me, for me, it's it, it's coach trip.
3: Yep, yep. We're in the same ballpark. Who doesn't like "Come dine with me"?
2: Me. Oh, in, who said uh, who said that? Me. I fucking hate that show. Really? Really, I oh.
3: I, you get I to to... Go, go on, but you get to gawp at like four people through Dave Lamb's narration, which is so sarky.
1: <laughs> he's got he's, he's just do brilliant. You, do you remember him at the start though, where he was just trying to be nice, like yeah. the first few series? He's like, yeah. "Oh, she's she's overcooked something, or oh, she's got to remember that's in the oven," and now he's just a complete dick. He
3: just he just rips him a new one, and I. A few highlights for you. Peter Stringfellas' sink. Remember this collapsing? Janice Dickinson trying to fuck Cannon Best. Leslie Joseph serving everyone raw meat. There was that guy from Kent who was the hairdresser who just ripped everyone a new one about their hair and then got death threats. The woman who served served, um, sausages in trifle. What the fuck? Dawn who's now dead. I remember she, hearing yeah, that. She fell asleep on two different episodes. <laughs> and that guy who had the veggie on and just slagged her off all night. Fuck, this is for the fucking veggie. <laughs> it was just brilliant. And that, that is Britain at its absolute best on Come Down With Me. You just can't. I can't.
2: I can't watch it. I, I... I love cooking, right? And I love having people around to my house. Dude, it's not
3: about cooking.
2: But the thing is, no, but I get mortified, like teeth clenching, shit myself, mortified. Uh, As some cunt serves up half a carrot and a dead crow that their cat had brought in. (laughs) I've watched that episode.
3: I've I've, I've watched an episode where a guy served up tin soup and crisps. (laughs)
2: you can't cook get the Just Eat app have some cunt sneak it in from the back and I'd stick Chinese on the well. for them. yeah that's happened
3: take away through the window
2: fucking hell I just
1: oh <laughs> no. I love it I love it how they all know the, the name of their art, local artisan baker as well <laughs>
3: Honestly, oh, if you're if you're British. Good,
1: good morning, Francois. I'd like some focaccia bread for a dinner party I'm hosting tonight.
2: <laughs> now that. My never friend been in there before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's when they go to the local butcher and say his name, but you know they've never said his name before.
1: <laughs> you're right, Dave. I want some meat. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, it's or for old Dave sitting place. there going, "My name's Rob." Just to reiterate, well, that that is one, there are
3: 1,364 episodes of Come Dive with
2: me. Yeah, I'm not binging that.
3: And Fuck you you, you need to invest Fucking to get the most... That is a lot. And that that's my guilty pleasure. I mean, it doesn't get any more guilty than that.
0: Which ones do you prefer, though? Do you prefer the hour-long episodes that have, like, four people? Or the half-an-hour ones over, like, a week that have different people on depends them? depends
3: where they're set, if it's Brighton... And it's set over a week. I know there's going to be a tranny. (laughs) There was was a stage where there seemed to be a
1: cross dresser or a tranny or a drag artist
3: every week. Every week, yep. You could guarantee
1: guarantee the surprise surprise halfway through the week, one of them would come downstairs in drag. Yep. (laughs) All the time. Okay. Not nearly annoying as countdown, eight out of ten cats for me. (laughs) What,
2: because they don't take it seriously.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Their (laughs) lives.
3: it doesn't matter how many episodes you watch all of a sudden out of those 1364 episodes at some point somebody will rock up with a tin of soup
2: fuck <laughs> no one. see oh if i went somebody's house and they served me up fucking minestrone i would throw it in their face <laughs> the sausage
3: trifle mate i'll never get over that watching their faces like the it's trifle
2: are we talking sausages... like they've done it they've done it on purpose yeah. or we're we talking like yeah. Accidentally read the wrong no, recipe. No, and it's added genuinely what she served to up wife. to them.
1: I've missed that one. Was it like in, in it's frames, cause they, they where the It's because they made half a trifle and minutes. half a shepherd's pie. Well, they made a proper trifle with custard yep. and a lot of it. Yeah. Wax and some
2: Cumberland in there. You've got it. Some twat hasn't realised that's a comedy show. That's what it isn't. I'll fucking make that.
3: <laughs> no, but the, but the, the thing is, because it's not massively overproduced, these people genuinely believe they're doing something good. And they're not, and that's why it's brilliant. We touched upon this earlier with TV shows not being overproduced, actually having you know natural events happen, which is so rare nowadays, and that's why I love it.
1: It's just a question of sport and come dine with me, exactly. And the news, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of depends which channel, Baby Station. <laughs> Get all my news from there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit naked news. Imagine if we just had a live ticker of breaking news going along
2: the bottom on that. <laughs> Some woman pretending to talk to somebody else on the phone. Earthquake in Asia.
3: <laughs> Brooker for Milton Keynes has just come <laughs> twice. Pressing the, press the next button <laughs> <the mouth> for
1: <laughs> reaction. Jesus Christ, right, let's recommend some TV shows for people to watch and then we'll go home, we'll all knock this on the head. Owen, Owen's not editing this tonight I can tell
0: <laughs> No, this is going to be done in the week uh... It'll
1: take a week <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, gonna to recommend, it's on Netflix now it, cause I was trying to think of something that ha- might not have been watched so much by people in the UK where predominantly most of our listeners are from and this is quite a big American show it doesn't seem to have like a a a broadcaster in the UK or not one that sort of really pushes it and that's American Horror Story I've seen the first couple of seasons it is it is good
3: I watched the first season
1: it is good and some of the stuff in it especially the the later series past season one is creepier than I mean there's nothing in it that's scary but it's some creepier stuff than what you get in a lot of horror films now and it's just it's just a good creepy
0: watch um, Owen, what are you doing? Um, the third season of Hannibal started on Sky Living recently. It's on uh, Wednesdays at 10pm with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Lawrence Fishburne, Hugh Dancy, Julian Anderson. Just fantastic TV.
3: Spectacular TV. You, you watch a lot of Sky Living, Owen. Is this when you have
2: your period?
0: It's between this and elementary. I think that's the only thing I ever watched on there.
2: Sky Living is kind of where they're hiding their stuff that they don't think is going to be very good.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this is on Living, but not...
2: That's where Blacklist Atlantic. is as well. And Blacklist is fucking spectacular.
0: Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched Blacklist, actually. Uh,
2: Brooke, uh I will say on the Sky box sets, all of Entourage is on Sky box sets. Watch all of Entourage, and then go and watch the movie. And
0: Paul?
3: have you seen legit any of you
0: nope
3: okay do you know who jim jeffries is yeah Yeah. okay cool so in legit jim jeffries pretty much plays himself and he lives in a house with a with a idiot and a paraplegic and puts himself in these kind of crazy situations Uh, and my favorite one being where he goes for an audition. And uh, he's with the lead actress and they get on really well. Great audition. And she offers to give him a lift home afterwards. They go out to the car park, get to the car and she locks all the windows and doors, picks up the phone, rings her mum and says, Hi, mum. She's going to give this guy a lift home? Sorry, your name is Jim Jim, Jim, Jim Jeffries. If you don't hear from me, call the police. Thank you puts down the phone opens the doors he gets in sits next to her turns to her and says oh you've made this rape really awkward <laughs> yeah. and if that's your kind of humour you should absolutely watch Legit it's on US Netflix it, it was never shown I don't think it was ever shown here I wonder um, why and it pretty much you know he has a paraplegic friend who he lives with and he's he's kind of web chatting to a girl who he doesn't want to know that he's a paraplegic. So when he's talking to her he gets Jim Jeffries to wank him off. Oh dear Lord. Yeah, and on that note, Steve <laughs> Yes, that's all for this week's title this podcast. Thank you all for joining
1: <laughs> ending us.
2: Ending on a high note. Yeah,
3: thank thank you all
1: for joining us through this adventure for television. We'll be back at the same time next week. Um perhaps with a different lineup. <laughs>
0: Um. The Failed Critics podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at failedcritics.com on Twitter at Failed Critics, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Failed Critics. Thanks for listening.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,